What's going on, beautiful people? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. It's Friday night. It's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's your place for unfiltered conversations with either myself and Scott or with a special guest designed to make you in a position where you can sit there and see your perspectives a little bit differently, where you can see your outcomes a little bit more differently, where you can raise the vibration of what it is that you're contributing to this particular world and this experience we call life. I'm Christopher Rausch, and uh, I'm joined by Scott What's up, Scott Goyette? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good? You're being peaceful. I can feel it. You're being peaceful. Zen. Are you in the lotus position? I am. You are. <laughs> That's the voice I remember hearing your when I first heard your podcast. <laughs> the way you, I was like, what this the fuck? This guy's going to put me to sleep. I need him to do some meditation. Yeah, dude, I have my meditation voice, and then I have my psycho, I'm at a party voice. I have my follow me, and everything's going to be just okay. <laughs> okay 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 so i have a, so i have a question right off so what's the difference between your meditation voice and your sexy voice oh it's the same bro same. <laughs> <laughs> uh actually i don't even know i the, the meditation i'm like in, with the great intent trying to be in service so i'm literally trying to connect to the divine so i'm not even recognizing how i talk i have to listen to it later to hear what it sounds like because i'm really just trying to dial in to source when i'm sharing that my sexy voice is probably Probably the same thing, actually. It's probably like you don't even know what you're doing either. You're just trying to be. We're probably not sexy at all. We're just thinking we are. I gotta look. Maybe I gotta videotape that and listen to it. Maybe it's maybe it's the same. Maybe it's different. I don't know. What about you? Mm, let's see. I don't have a meditation voice. <laughs> uh, my sexy voice sounds like. Come on, let's get it on. <laughs> Little Barry White. Little Come on, let's get it on. Uh, you know what I think? I always think. About, I always think about. Um, um craig the love master craig shoemaker we've seen him in concert we've seen him in uh, a comedy club so many times um actually we got a chance to talk with him last time he performed we saw him right during covid um uh, but there was like super social distancing and everything we were wearing, wearing masks and he was so funny craig shoemaker if you guys don't know him he does the love master come on baby i'll stir your drink from over here baby come on i'm the love love master i'll chip your teeth baby don't i'm gonna tell you a good time he does that. I'm just like, I just, I, I, I watch him just for that because the rest of his stuff is okay, but I just got to see the love master. Yeah, there you go. What was the guy? Uh, the Saturday Night Live guy was funny too. What's his name again? You know, he's the black guy. The really, he was really fun. Not Eddie Murphy. The, um, the other dude's hilarious. He does. What is it? The woman, he's the woman, the womanizer or something. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's really funny. It's the same kind of thing. It's just stupid. I like. I, I'm blanking, but I just remember laughing the whole time. But he does the same thing. He's trying to be like extra sexy, and he like overdoes it, and it's good for comedy. Yes, it's good for comedy. comedy. And speaking of comedy, speaking of comedy, guys, thank you guys for all tuning in. We're going to check you guys out here in a second. Speaking of comedy, that's what we're doing tonight. There is so much stuff going on in the world right now. People are struggling. People, it, we. We know, we know. So Scott and I just decided, you know, what, can, what kind of show can we do? What kind of show can we do? Let's just do a lighthearted, like we did Friday Night Lives, you know, for a while. We were just like having a couple of drinks and just talking and chit-chatting and people dug it. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Scott and I are just going to share stories with you guys and just tell funny stories, you know, embarrassing stories, stuff like that. Just kind of lift our spirits and maybe some things that we learned from those stories just to kind of just bring some levity to the situation. You guys are always welcome to chime in with questions. You know, what was your funniest and most embarrassing moment involving poop? I don't know. Somebody could ask that question. Just have a good time tonight. But uh, most importantly, first off, we want to start off the show just by sending out love and healing prayers to our brother, Ken Walls, and his family. Um, just keep them in their prayers. Uh, they're struggling right now. Um, so we want to show them love. Uh, they're great people. And also send love to our friend Sally Anderson, uh, who's currently having a memorial service for her husband. Um, so life is crazy right now. And both Scott and I just love each and every one of you. We appreciate you guys. You guys are our unfiltered crew. You guys are our family. And this really is truly a conversation every single Friday night with you guys. Let's just get together and see what we can do to lift each other's spirits, grow each other's mindsets, you know, just change the vibration of what it is going on. Because Scott and I both believe that together, when we're, when we start to raise that vibration, there's nothing we can't tackle. There's nothing we can't accomplish. So, um, we just appreciate you guys being here, whether it's live or on the replay, Again, comment with us, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna let you talk here for Scott for a second, Scott, because I'm gonna try to get a, a special guest over here uh, that I want to introduce everybody to. So, uh, you know, going on what Chris just said, if you really think about it, everybody's struggling. The noise and the um, heartache seems to be turned up with all of us, but at the same time, we all come from the same space, the same divinity. You call it God, Source, Creator, whatever. And so, let's tap into a little bit of what we see in that. So let's have some fun with that because source and creator didn't just put us here to be miserable. We're put here to enjoy our life and have some fun. And while there's a lot of trials and tribulations without question right now, 
it's to a point of total exhaustion. This is our opportunity to make some choices and see if we can shift gears with this world collectively together. And we have that capacity, but we just haven't been doing a great job of it collectively. So maybe we can start here tonight and make that shift. Absolutely, Scott. I couldn't agree more. I'm a, <laughs> and my guest, um, the cat. <laughs> is it the cat? Or How did you Jackson? know? How did you know? Can you hear the bell? No, no, I knew it. Well, it's probably not Jackson because he would have already been up in your lap. So I was like, you're yeah. trying to get some of the effort. We have, a, we have a special guest here in the kick ass studio. If you guys have been following me on social media, you guys know that, uh, that we've got a couple of new kittens. Um, and I've got Miss Chloe over here being bashful, but she'll make an appearance here in a second. She is the most amazing, coolest cat. Uh, she's got her she's got her idiosyncrasies like we all do and i'm choosing love and i just keep conquering her with love and she's breaking down faster and faster every single day so it's a beautiful experience having kitten love around in the house but uh so let's just uh let's just take a look here we got who we got in the house tonight we just got glenda glenda says hey y'all what's up thank you glenda i hope you're safe and you're healthy tonight we got susan hamill in the house what's up mom good to see you good to see you scott good evening christopher thank you thank you for being here we got lee in the house what's up brother Hope Arizona's not frying over there and appreciate you being here and appreciate all your assistance and, uh, and your contributions with clubhouse and everything guys connect with Lee. He's a, he's a great dude. He's got a heart of gold and, uh, just a massive, uh, ins inspirational dude. We got Roberts in the house says, good evening, Scott, Christopher, Glenda, me, me, and hi, me, hi, me, hi, me. And then, uh, Glenda says, oh, my microphone, look at this, look at this. Guess who's playing with my camera. I would bet. <laughs> Guess who's playing with my camera. Uh, Glenda's here in the house. Jacqueline says, uh, hello, one hell of a show for let the experience begin. Ooh, so she's kind of excited that we might just bear it all. What do you think? Are we going to bear it all, Scott? This is one show I can't miss. That's what mom says. I don't think, I think you know all of Scott's funny stories and yeah, stuff like that. So I'm not sure if that's going to be a, um, I'm not sure if that's going to be a, uh, a a serious surprise for you. We got Andrea in the house. Andrea's rocking it. Lost, I think, 15 pounds this week. I saw your social media post. Congratulations, congratulations. Yeah. We got Paul in the house. What's up, Paul? Hey, great to see you, brother. Great to see you. Thank you for being here. And uh, then we got the unfiltered experience in the house. Sup, brothers? Love to you both. Did who's you sending that? that? Did I write that? <laughs> I mean, who's sending that? I didn't send that. Um. That's a really good question because I didn't send it to me and you didn't send it to you. Who's who's got access to us? What I don't know who has access to it, but somebody. Uh, somebody got, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't do hey, listen, it. Listen, if you're gonna have an admin, you don't know. At least they're nice. Yeah, at least I mean, at least they're being effective. So yeah, yeah they could have written something really horrible. That was very kind. So I'll take. Yeah. If you're an admin, it's good to have you here. Thank you. It is. And before we get started, and before we get, Jesus, there we go. California earthquake, California earthquake. You guys can get a little, a you can get a little tour of my studio while we do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome to the show. For those of you guys on the podcast, this is Chloe. Hey, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. That was my meditation voice, Chloe. Chloe's a sweetie. Chloe does not want to meditate. We want, we want kitten love. We want kitten love. Uh, oh, there you go. Say little something. Chloe, little Chloe meow. Kick ass unstoppable. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, I don't I don't know if you know this, but Chloe was doing a walk and talk this morning, had a bandana on, had a lot of good stuff to say. Did she? Yeah. Say yes. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Pretty yeah. solid. Did she keep licking her fingers too? She, she does she a lot did of that. all that. She was complaining about her back. I don't know. <laughs> God damn, the back situations in this house. Cheers. And, and you know, I'm teasing you, dude. Like, I know you don't complain about it at all. I'm just joking. But, but that's actually, I do. I, I bitch about it a lot. It fucking no, hurts. but it's not bitching. It's real. Like, there's there's one thing that's frustrating is when you do all the right things to get rid of something, and there's some missing detail that you just can't seem to figure out how to find. So, you know, we both we both feel it. Me with my energy, you with your back. It's, uh, it's irritating. So mm. I'm, not, I'm just teasing you, but I'm certainly not making fun of you. But we never stop. We never give up. We We're still going. here. We're still here. So We're still going. Good. Hell yeah. We're still going. So um, we got Ben Hayden in the house. He says, sorry, that was me. Sup, brothers. Love to you both. Oh, that's right. Ben would yeah. be in there. Ben's in the house. Good to see you, brother. Love you. Sending lots of love to you. Um, yeah. Oh, look at this. Andrea says, uh, daddy's girl. Of course. Of course. And then we got Chloe from Chloe because Lee named his cat Chloe. And we didn't even know that. So it was kind of crazy. I'm like, what'd you name your cat? He says, Chloe. And I said, fuck, I just named my cat Chloe. And you're like, what the shit? Oh, and here, check this out. We got our other new kitten, Gizmo. Here's the crazy shit. I'm not even making this up, Scott. I even told you this. I literally looked at Gizmo and you've seen the pictures of him. He looks like he looks like uh, whiskers. He's black and he's got a bunch of whiskers. And of course, everybody knows we lost whiskers. <coughs> I looked down at him 
<clears throat> I feel me. the same thing. I've been like, it's something in the I air. Keep getting, I, keep, I keep getting shit too, in my throat. Dude. I'm like, what the hell is happening to me? me I'm like, too. I haven't had any milk or nothing. But anyways, I look at him and I'm like, he has so many whiskers popping out of his face. If you guys go check my social media, he has so many whiskers. I, I, I'm like, you look like a fucking gizmo. He was just all, boop, 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 boop. I look like a gizmo. Guess what his mom's name is? We got him as a stray kind of gizmo. gizmo. It's awesome. I was like, what the what? Even Barb and I were just like, okay, that's crazy. That's crazy. I just said, you look like a gizmo. And like, oh, she got home and she told her mom or told the lady that that uh, we adopted her from. And she says, oh my God. She goes, the the baby mom is, is gizmo. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. All right, brother. So here, let's talk about funny stories. Let's talk some shit. Let's have some fun. I'm in the mood to have some fun. We got some people in the room to have fun. If you guys think that people want to have fun, share this out. We would appreciate that. So Scott, I was thinking about funny stories. And of course I actually came up with, I'm no shit. I wrote these down because I started thinking like, okay, let me just, let me try to remember some ones that maybe I haven't shown shared on the show. In five minutes, I came up with 15 different funny or embarrassing stories. So, <laughs> and that's, that's probably the ice, that's probably just the tip of the iceberg of what I, what I could come up with. So when I was thinking about this, to, to, to lead us off, what is something that's funny or embarrassing for you that you still get shit for that happened a long time ago? So uh, uh, here's the honest to God truth is, is I realized that um, until maybe I was 40, I might've been a really X-rated person because I pushed <laughs> the limits on things a lot. And oh. I don't know that I'm comfortable with sharing 99% of them, but I have a lot of good poop stories. Those are good, which you alley-ooped earlier. You said if anyone wants poop stories. Um, I've got uh, a couple where just poor communication was used. I've got some funny ones, but I realized they're either they're either unintentionally X-rated or I just made some really bad decisions that I'm not even totally comfortable sharing. But I'm going to share as many as I can, and I'm drinking this Pinot Noir, so <laughs> maybe slowly but surely, be like, whatever. So what if it's on camera? So, we'll, Dude, we'll I got a bunch, and I don't even give a shit. Why don't you lead us off with one since... Um, all right. You got a shitload of momentum. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let me think. Let me think. Let me think about a funny story. Um, all right. I'll start off with this one. So, and I think I can't remember if I told you this one or not, but it doesn't matter. So my wife and I like to take trips every once in a while. Weekend trips, camping trips, go down, get a nice hotel somewhere. You know, sometimes just stay in the hotel and just kick it. Sometimes go out and about and do different stuff. So one time we went down to San Diego. We went, went down actually to Coronado Island. And if you guys are familiar with Coronado Island, it is a very upper echelon kind of place, if you will. Very classy, very romantic, very, you know, upscale and everything else like that. And so sometimes she likes to do that. And most of the time we actually just kick it at, you know, roadside bars and we're just, we're like totally. And so she's like, want to go down and get dressed up and go have this fancy experience. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to be on my best behavior. I'm going to be on my best behavior. I'm a good boy, right? <laughs> So we go into the bar and it's this chic bar right there on Coronado Island. I think you, you might probably have even been there. Yeah. And, and so, and it was at this weird time. This is why it's funny also. And so this weird time, normally I drink Jack Daniels or I drink beer or I used to drink rum and Cokes. I've had different things, but for some reason I was going through this apple teeny phase. So I was just like, I was, I was drinking martinis, but I found these apple teeny things and they taste like Jolly Ranchers. And so I would just sit there and suck a few of those down. And of course, usually I'd have a couple of drinks before I would even go anywhere. So we go to this fancy restaurant right there on Coronado Island. She's excited. She's got this beautiful experience and we're having drinks and we're just like, yes, we're all so excited. And we go sit down and, and the alcohol starts kicking in. And, and I'm a smart ass anyway. But when you add alcohol, I tend to be more of a smart ass and I tend not to think as much about what it is that I'm doing or what kind of ramifications for my actions that might happen. So we're in the office or we're, we're, we're oh, this guy, what, what are you doing, baby? You want out? He's like meowing. Anyways, so I want to finish the story. So we're in this classy place. We're having this. And this is when at the height of the blue collar comedy tour, you know, Bill Ingvall, um, Larry, the cable guy and uh, the mustache dude, uh, smarter than the fifth grader. Um, oh, I forget. It doesn't matter. So we're, we're I'm joking around. And all of a sudden, I don't know. I don't judge my pitch very well or my or my 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 vocal uh, apparatus very well. But in the middle of the restaurant, I yell out, get her done. Get her done. Come on. We got to get her done. Nobody moves. My wife looks up from her plate and she goes. And I was like, not funny. Not funny. Not funny. 
Woo! The look I got from her, not good. Not good. Waiter came by. <laughs> Gave me kind of a guy's thing like, yeah, dude, you got this. You got this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of my funny stories where inappropriately I just belted out, get her done in the middle of the restaurant, all fuckered up in Coronado Island and embarrassed my wife. And you guys are one of those so things that wasn't funny at the time, but it was funny now. And that was kind of like one of my categories. It's like I was thinking about different categories. I'm like, what was not funny then, but is funny now? Because now we can laugh at it. Back then, she was fucking pissed. And well, like you, she just had her birthday, right? And you're, uh, where are you sending her for a spa day? She's going to go do like a full spa day at the high or something like that. Oh, yeah. So she's forgotten. Yeah. She, no, she's in the other room. Women don't forget anything. I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to make you feel good. No, I know. I know they don't. She can recite. Like, remember this time back when we, I'm like, what? I don't remember when we first met. How did we meet? <laughs> yeah, they know everything. Yeah. They know everything. So let's lead off with a poop story. Um, I've got a couple. So we were at an airport and we were with some friends. And so they were sitting outside the door. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. So I run in. We got a few minutes before we get on the plane. And I sit down in the in the stall and there's a guy next to me and you can see his boot and I'm always wearing sandals. So I got my sandals down there, look over his boot. And sometimes I just like to almost kind of like mess with people like, you know, not not even uh, like just like, you know, you don't try to just you pretend you're in your own bathroom, you know, whatever noises you make, whatever you do, you don't care. So I'm kind of going through the motions as it is, you know, not holding back at all. Anyway, the guy's probably like, what is going on next to me? So I realized that I didn't poop as much as I thought I did. I thought I like, like at first I'm like, I know I like pooped, but I looked down and there's nothing in the toilet. I'm like, I don't get it. So as I'm turning. <laughs> Did you do consume mushrooms before that poop incident? Nope, Chris, you're going to get the rest of the story right now. So okay. I know I pooped. So like I'm, I definitely pooped. So as I turn, I realized that somehow it was stuck and it fell down. It was like a little turd and it was like a ball form and it was a decent size, like a golf ball. And it literally fell and rolled right next to this guy's shoe. It must have been stuck on me. So as I'm turning, it's rolling. It's next to this guy's shoe. And I'm sitting here going, what's the proper protocol here? Do I do, do I, I apologize? Do, do I, I pick say, it up? Hey, bro, my bad. My bad. Do, do I yell four like it's a golf game? Like four. Hey, your you turn. Good? Kick it back. Or do you or yeah, or do you start playing soccer with this guy? So I chose to leave and just piss my pants laughing, but that man next to me had a poop ball sitting next to his foot, and I just didn't know where to go. So if I made the wrong decision, you're listening to this, I fully apologize. Maybe I should have like reached down and grabbed it. I have no idea, but it was the first time and last time I've ever done that. So I just left it there and moved on. But everybody, when I came on and explained that to them, they're like, we got to see this guy. So we watched everybody walk out after, like we tried to figure out which guy it was. I'm like, that's his boots, that's him. And he walked out like he probably never saw it. So. As far as I know, there's still a poop sitting in that airport right next to this guy's foot. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, literally. All right. So this is this is this is a perfect opportunity for us to get audience participation. What is, ladies and gentlemen, here in the in the live broadcast of this show? What is the proper protocol when you get Dookie in the airport next to somebody else's shoe? What do you do? We would like you to chime in. Like, do you pick it up? Anybody's going to answer? Excuse me. Do you evaluate how I you looked on the seat? What, what, how did you get it? I mean, come on. How did it get on the floor? How did it not get in the bowl? I have, it must have been stuck to a hair in my butthole. I mean, if we're going to really get technical here. It's probably oh, like okay. Now I've got a story for you. Okay. Okay. That's actually funny because that's one of the stories, but you just, you just, that, that, you just, just perfectly volleyed that. You just perfectly volleyed that. Okay. So I am. I'm getting potty trained. This is probably one of my first memories. I'm getting potty trained. And I'm, this is a part of my story that people don't know that I spent a month with my mom's boyfriend's parents while she was in a psychiatric hospital when I was a kid, when I was before I was even four years old. I don't know how old I was. I was probably three or four years old, I think. So I'm being potty trained. I'm at their house and they're like, you know, telling me to go potty. And so I went into the room and went potty and I pooped kind of like the same situation you did. I said, I know something came out, but it's still hanging there. It was hanging by a hair. And I'm like this little kid. I remember I sat there forever going, like trying to get it, like nothing, nothing, nothing would shake it. And I wasn't going to touch it. And so I had to yell out, can somebody please come? I remember this. I'm like a little kid. 
My mom had to come in there with scissors. I remember they were bright silver scissors, like surgeon scissors. But not actually not my mom. No, not my mom. No, sorry. No, no, it was my her his his mom. Yeah, his mom, not my mom. Um, comes in there with these surgical scissors because they were sewing scissors. That's what it was. And has to I have to stand up. And she's like, okay, stand up. And I I'm like, what was it? What was it? And it was like a hair. So you must have eaten a hair or something, or I something? yeah, well, that's that's kind of the upbringing I was in. So God only knows what I was into, but when you said hanging by a thread, I was like, oh my God. And that was one of the questions, one of the things, because I remember that was one of the first experiences where I was embarrassed. Like when you think, but I, I was truly embarrassed. And I don't even know why I was embarrassed. Like right now, I watch my son, he's almost five years old, and I watch him, you know, run around naked and everything. And I know there's going to be a point where he's going to be, he's going to start getting like, okay, don't look at me. Or, and I remember that point was just like, I was so mortified. Like, okay, I went poop by myself, but I couldn't even finish it. Maybe that's why I'm kind of a little dingy in the back of my head. <laughs> So you just actually brought up another one. Now I'm starting to think of some of them. Oh, so we're, okay. We're, we're in grad school and, uh, you know, we're like, we're, we're kids. Like we, we don't buy good food or whatever. So you your know, kids you, you, are in grad school. Now we're in grad school, but you're still low budget. You're just an extension of college. You know, it's not like you ever have made a dollar yet. You're still, you know, on low budget. So we're still oh, shopping true. at Walmart and all that. Ketchup so sandwiches. We bought some expensive like sausage and we were you know it was one of these like i don't know like some like you know expensive sausage we we're gonna cut it up have a cheese plate with some wine it was like our gonna be our crazy night probably had like an eight dollar bottle of wine thought we were just really styling so kim cuts up the sausage in slices and i'm eating it whatever and so i just eat it and it's i don't know it's fine like it's just different like you know i don't know anything so i i same thing happens i go to the bathroom the next day and i'm like and there were these like stringy things hanging out of my butt. And I'm like, oh my God, I have like worms. So I was like, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It was the string, you know, this the, the casing. You're supposed to cut right. it off of this kind of sausage. So, cut, so she didn't cut it off. So I literally have string, like, like the look like little worms. I'm like, Kim, what is this? We're literally investigating in a toilet. I'm like, we're like, I don't know. And we finally figured when out. When you were so, dating? Yeah, yeah, but you know, we, we let's tell that story. Way, 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 way. Together for a couple years, oh, and God. you were in, you were dissecting your poop Absolutely. after a few years. That's an amazing. I, somebody, somebody, somebody here knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's two types of people: people who are comfortable <laughs> with poop, and people who aren't. People who are comfortable with poop are like, "Let me check that out." All right, yeah, that's another that's, that's another poll question for you guys out there in, in video land. Who's comfortable poop and who's uh, not comfortable? Are you comfortable with poop? poop or not comfortable with poop? I mean, you know, our friend Tanisha is. She's like, I want to talk about poop. We have to talk. I mean, we do have to talk about that. Dude, Even Glenn is like, Glenn is like, what? We get you get double wow for that. Double you get double wow for that. That's guy. fair. That was a double wow. That's yeah. I mean, seriously. Wow. I mean, you. I mean, I've had situations. I mean, what's funny now? I don't want to talk about me. What's funny now is when my son. He's like, he turns around because I said, you got it. I told him, I said, you got to look at it. You got to make sure it looks the same. You know, if it changes, you know, I, I'm already talking to him even before five years old. And he turns around and he goes, dad, I, I'm not even making that. Here's another funny story. Dad, dad, come here. You got to see this. This came out of my butt. I kid you not. I can't remember if I told you that, Scott. But yeah, he was like, you need to. And then he did the same thing to my wife, too, because she goes, oh, my God, I got to tell you the story. And I was like, what story? She goes, oh, he told me to come here and look at this. It came out of my butt. And I said, he told me the same story. He was like, look at that. It came out of my butt. And why you should see what comes out of people's vaginas. Oh my god. And then we left it at that. So and mom, mom, mom chimes in and says, We are a poop, quote unquote, poop family, I guess. Yes. Mom, do you remember you remember the time? I don't know if you remember this, but I actually pooped a hammerhead hammerhead shark. I, I literally did a poop that when you looked in the toilet, it looked just like a hammerhead shark. And I'm I'm telling you flat out, it even had a dorsal fin. It was phenomenal. It looked just like it was just like we didn't have cell phones at the time, but I pooped a hammerhead shark. God is my witness. Okay, here's a new category. We're um, getting past hammerhead sharks made from poop. Yeah, I can't go anywhere. I, I'm actually past that too. Keep yeah, going. I can't, I can't, I can't go anywhere that one. Um, but no, no, I'm thinking about mean things that we did that we thought were the, that were funny, but were kind of mean, but were still funny. Okay, so I got one. This is going to date me how old I am, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not 35. I'm just telling you that right now. I'm not 35. I know you guys think I am, but I just take really good care of myself. And of course, my kitten is over here right where the camera's at. Hi, Chloe. She's such a sweetie girl. She's a baby girl. She's a studio cat now. She's a studio cat. So um, so yeah, back in the day, we worked at a... Um, I think this one was a uh, carpet cleaning company. So I did telemarketing for a long time. Was really actually really good at sales and good at telemarketing. And so we worked for this, well, Z Best Carpet Cleaning. Oh my God, I forgot that name. 
there was a guy behind it. If you Google Zbest, there was a guy that was indicted for a bunch of shit. I never liked him. Um, but anyways, we had the ability to do three-way calling. Remember three-way calling? And I know you remember this. Do you remember 976 numbers? Oh, yeah. 976, so, 573. Yeah, you used to have the yeah. party lines so, and all that. So, so for you younger fuckers out there, 976 numbers where you called 976 sex or whatever, and you would, you would be able to hear people talking on the phone about sex. There were these phone lines, these chat lines. So, Chloe, really, I'm, I'm doing a show right here. I'm sorry that my equipment gets in your way. Cool. Um, so we had this opportunity and my buddy that worked at the place with me had a senile grandmother who was just a bitch. Just, I'm just going to be nice about it. I'm just going to be nice about it. She's a bitch. Um, so what we do is we would call and fuck with her. So we would do three-way calling. And the funniest thing we would do is we would have, and you guys, for you younger generation, we used to be able to call time. And I can't remember what the number was. It was five, 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 one, two, one, two. Maybe that's what it was. Cause that's, mm -hmm. that's, you could call time. If you didn't know what time it was, you could call time. That's how old we are. So we would, and this, I feel bad about this, but it was still funny as fucking hell. We would call this lady. We called her mama. We would call her and, and connect her with time. And she'd be like, and I, I don't even make the voice up. I can still do the voice. Hello. Who is this? What? What? Why are you calling me? What? Bob, time's calling me. Bob, time's calling me. Why is time calling me? We did that with 976 numbers. We did that. We connected her with like services. We, she'd be like, hello. Like, oh, hello. You called about, I called about it. I swear to God, we would fucking just die. We'd be laughing in the office. We'd be in separate areas, but we could tie our phones together. <laughs> and we called his grandmother so many times. We would come home because he lived with her. So we come home like, hey, mama, what's up? Uh, Robert, time called me again. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, just getting calls from time I felt, I, felt, I felt so bad, but it was so it's still funny to this day because she was not a nice person. Uh, but yeah, it was I feel I kind of still feel bad. But we actually I think we actually finally told her. I think she told me to fuck off or something like that, but it was all good. Do you have one of those stories? I have too many of those stories because I did like not mean things, but I so I'm a practical joker. Like, but here's the deal. I'll, I'll promise you this. If you ever do anything to me, you're going to get it back tenfold. Always. Like I'm, I'm relentless. Do you notice like, I don't fuck with you? No, I but I'm, I'm, you. I'm straight up relentless, and I'll, and I'll. Well, I tried smile. to, but you got all pissed off. <laughs> what do you do? You can, you can do stuff for me. I don't care. No, I told I, you I was gonna walk naked behind you when we were in the hotel when you're doing your class. You got mad. Oh, you can't do that in the class. You could do anything else, but you can't do the class. I mean, I get fired from my job. You can't watch. Yeah, you can another job. You can another job. You could do anything stupid. No, so um. When I was in college, there was this kid, uh, and I'm not going to say names in case anybody was ever listening. Here's this yeah, story. don't. But he is a he was a good buddy at the time. Like he was he was a good guy, but he was always doing little practical jokes, and I just I never like got him back. Like he thought it was funny. He put um he took a Playgirl magazine and he put naked because you wake up half a half asleep like when you go into class. You know what I mean? So he put naked centerfold pictures on the back of my books. And he put the books were flat down. So I'd go to class and I open my book and someone's like, you know, looking like, and I didn't even see it because I'm I'm literally like like half asleep. Like, so there's a naked man with his stuff hanging out on the tape to my book, which is hilarious. Like what, I was how old totally, were you? What grade were you in? I was a sophomore. Like, it's totally cool. Like I'm I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious, but he's gonna get it back. So he did that to one of my jackets, my basketball <laughs> jacket, and I didn't see it. So I walked around the the whole campus with a man with his thing in his hand, you know, walking around campus, which I thought was hilarious. He taped it perfect. So I didn't even hear the noise. I thought it was fantastic. But again, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to get you really good. So here's what happened to that gentleman. And I'm going to explain this. And this is a long story. And it's wonderful. So he made a decision to screw with me. And I said, we're good. We're good. So we were at a party and he decided to, there was this girl who was a complete nightmare. Like she was just, she was just a nightmare. Like I, I was having a lot of issues with her. Like I was, she was a nightmare. So he goes, Hey, guess what? Was I stole she her. your girlfriend or just, just no, somebody no, no, you guys no, knew? No, no. There's some girl that we were hanging out with and we just decided to take off and we were leaving. So he goes, he goes, I stole her phone card. Remember those phone cards you uh -huh. call a 1-800 number and then you, whatever he stole her phone card. I'm like, Oh, that's not cool though. You can't do that. He's like, I'm just going to use it if I absolutely need it. I'm like, whatever. And so I'm not justifying. Like I didn't say anything about it. So one, one day, I think I was calling back to my parents or calling home, like, hey, can I borrow that? And I used it once. So I literally used it one time. So he said he, he kept saying stuff about like, oh, I'm still using that phone card, whatever. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
So I literally, when he was at class, got his roommate on board to do this, called everyone in his phone book. I'm like, he's probably called every one of these people. So I call like all ex-girlfriends, friends, everybody but parents. I'm like, this is Detective Richard Ludson calling from the police department in the Boston area. Um, we have reason to believe that there's a felony committed. We allowed it to go up to over $1,000. It's a full felony. up to. So I did this whole speech <laughs> to every one of them. So his, So first of all, we're calling from a pay phone. So he's literally like people are trying to contact him, calling the pay phone. The phone's ringing off the hook. They all call back. They're like, dude, there's someone after you. He never tells me, never tells me. I, I'm like, wait a second. I have a feeling he's going to try to blame something. Like I'm seeing where this is going. So I have another friend call up and ask for him and go, this is Detective Richard Lutz. And um, we know what's been going on. And I was about to just say his name. So we say his name. So long story short what we end up doing is we lead him down this thing the whole semester we say oh we're going to give no. you a chance not to go to prison if you'll give up if there's anybody else and he said my name so fast i'm like mother <laughs> dude i took this guy for a ride i i i had him i made it like i finally turned around i, I as as lutz i we had so my buddy was lutz so my buddy ends up saying he he does this whole thing he calls up he goes you know, we hate people who, uh, who who tell on other people. We can't stand that here in the office. We think you're a snitch. You're disgusting. And we turned it around on him. He literally packed his whole room up, called his parents. We told no. him we were coming to arrest him. And the FBI was showing up because it's a felony and they hate snitches. He walked downstairs. My friend had a, a black car. My buddy on the basketball team steps outside a long straight jacket. And he literally lost his shit. No. And I said, never fuck with me. And I was Oh my car. God, dude. So so my point is, um, I'll take things to the next level if people want to. And I would have never gone that far, but he goes, it was all Scott's fault. I'm like, whoa, time the fuck out. So Ooh. yeah. So what happened after that? Did you guys remain oh, friends? Or press charges? We, we, we lived, we lived 10, 10 feet away. And there was it wasn't real, it was just all my friends. He wasn't in trouble for anything. So he just he just wanted to kill me. And I'm like, don't fuck with me. I'm like, I gave you I told you don't do that. And I'm like, I would have never done that. But you are literally lying, trying to get me in trouble. I'm like, that's where this went wrong. So it would have just ended as funny, but it ended as that. So I felt bad. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't I don't like when people are manipulative like that. So mm -hmm. Robert says snitches get stitches. Even the FBI Some, thinks so, Robert. Somebody's, somebody's been in prison. <laughs> somebody's been in prison i'm just saying somebody's been in prison glenda says here she goes uh go scott that that way people are in boston that's the way people are in boston i know that's why i moved because i'm not really like that yeah glenda says payback is hell absolutely okay okay so <clears throat> i knew this was going to happen i knew i figured that i would spring it off and then you would tell a story <laughs> and it would remind me of a story okay so here's a story and it's actually one I wrote down, but I'm going to tell it anyway because it was it's not nearly as bad as what you did. And I think I've told you the story before, but for the benefit of everybody else, um, it was fucking hilarious. So speaking of like that, uh, I worked at this this trucking company in, in the general office. You know, I had to wear dockers and, you know, a button up shirt and everything, all the other shit. And there was this guy named Tom and we had cubicles. Everybody had cubicles. The cubicles were probably like, I don't know, shoulder length. So your head popped up and Tom would always walk. There was this guy, Tom and Ron. And they were like the two fucking dorkiest dudes. Uh, Tom was from New Jersey. He thought he was a Tom Cruise lookalike. I uh, thought he was fucking cooler than shit. But both of them used to come over to my cubicle. We'd all come over there. I never did this. Actually, I could say this. I never did this. I didn't. But they would come over to my cubicle and fart in my cubicle. I'm like, hey, Chris, I got something to tell you. And they would squat down and go. Arr! And I'm like, what are you fucking five? So when Rodden did it, I told him to stop doing it because I was on a corner cubicle and people could hear that. And I didn't want him to think it was me because they would come over and duck down mm -hmm. and be like, oh, Chris, was that you? So they were playing this trick on me. But when Tom did it, Tom, no, Tom was from New Jersey. Yeah, Tom was from New Jersey. And I did not like Tom. The reason why I did not like Tom specifically because Tom came in looking dabonair and cool. And I had long hair, the rocker dude, and kind of took the blonde's attention away from me that I really wanted. Christina, I can't remember her last name. Beautiful girl. So Tom would come into my cubicle and do this thing. And I was just like, I just want to fucking beat your ass anyway. Can't tell if uh, Chloe's, Chloe's sleeping right here. There we go. <laughs> Chloe's sleeping. I can't show you the picture, but Chloe is sleeping on my mixer and everything else. So, um, so yeah, so he comes over and he squats in my cubicle and I literally look at him and he was a big dude. I was kind of not afraid of him, but I normally would fight people, but I was like, I think, I don't know. I don't, 
I'm not about getting hit anymore. But he comes and does it. He looks up at me. He's like, yeah, take that fucker. And I said, dude, you just wrote your fucking death sentence. And I had no idea what I was, what I meant by it. I'm like, you just wrote your death sentence. Funny enough, me and my girlfriend, I think at the time, were at the mall that night and we were at Spencer's, Spencer's Gifts. You guys all know about that. So I'm looking through there and I'm always looking at the heavy metal shit and everything. And I look up and I see stink bombs. I see these little red, this red box about that fucking tall. It was like a little tiny box and it said stink bombs. And I went, and it said smell i can't remember what it was it was like horrendous oh, smell rotten eggs and stuff rotten eggs. and i was like that's a little fucking box oh what can i do with that and i was probably 22 so my adolescence my and that was when i was in a total fuck you period like i will fuck you up i was not a nice person um so i grabbed this and i was like all right so i get out of the store and i'm like okay what the fuck is it and it's like this little glass beaker you know what i'm talking about so I was like, okay, how bad the how bad, how bad can this little thing be? How bad can this little thing be? So I go to work the next day and I'm like, in the fucking course, he comes in there. He's like, what are you going to do about this asshole? Let's one go. I'm like, I'm not going to be called on my bluff. I got this thing in my backpack. See what it does. See what it does. So I'm getting ready to leave. I worked like a six to two shift or a six to two thirty shift. I can't remember what it was. So I get ready to leave and I walk over there and I'm like, it's a glass, it's like a glass thing. It's like, like this little glass thing. So I get pliers from the facilities guy and I walk over and I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, I'll just break it in a, in a, in a paper towel and I'll put it in his, in his trash can. Right. So his trash can will emanate whatever this fucking smell is. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. Right? <laughs> That's what I kept saying. I'm like, this is going to be the stupidest fucking joke ever. This is, I mean, this is so lame. This is all I could come up with. Like, you're going to, you're going to regret your life, whatever. Right. So I have this thing. I still remember this. I have this thing in a, in a, in a, in a, in a paper towel and I break it and I hear the glass break and I put it in his trash can. He has a little fucking dinky trash can. It's like a small trash can. And I put it in his trash can underneath his papers. I go and I grab my little briefcase, whatever the fuck I had. And I leave <laughs> And the distance, the distance from my, where I worked. To where I lived was probably about 25, 30 minutes. I was on a motorcycle at the time. I was riding a hard Honda Hurricane in the rain, by the way. I remember that. It was the rain. I get home and there is, um, this is the old days when answering machines existed, right? And you were excited when you walked in the door and you saw your fucking life like You're like, somebody loves me. Somebody loves me. Somebody wanted to call and talk to me, right? So I walk in and the thing is blinking. I think I can't remember. If, I can't, I honestly can't remember, but I think, because now as I'm telling the story, I see like there's four, there's a number five on the screen. I think it was like I had five messages. So I hit the thing. The first one was like, dude, what did you do? Call me back. The next one was like, <laughs> dude, you won't believe what just happened. Call me back. And it was like five messages in succession. So I call him back. I had a landline at the time before cell phones. I call him back and I'm like, dude, what's going on, man? Yeah, I got your messages. He's like, what the fuck did you do? And I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do? He's like, I know you did something because Tom's fucking running around this place looking embarrassed. Shit. I'm like, what? I'm like, whatever you put in his trash can, they found it, but they don't know it was you, but it stunk the entire floor of ass and everybody pointed to tom's cubicle where it was coming from <laughs> and i sat there for a second scott i sat there for a second i was like fuck i'm in trouble but for the next 10 minutes i laughed my ass off it's like fuck you dude i walk into school i walk i'm not walking to school because i felt like i had school so i walk into work the next day and he walks up to me and he's like bro it goes you fucking got me he goes i ain't gonna fuck with you anymore <laughs> and then I got in trouble, but that's not the funny part of the story. So yeah, so yeah, that's what happens. Stink bombs, baby. Stink bombs. And then, I, then when I hired one of my one of my buddies that when I worked in the corporate, I hired him, and he told me he did the same thing. But what he did, this is a funnier story, is he was fucking with somebody in his warehouse, and he put the stink bomb inside the person's chair, like in the like a like a pipe. Like, yeah, I took a little cup, out, and they were like, "It's all coming from your chair." And totally fucked with that guy that way. But well, so. the best thing you can do is you do something like a uh, like shrimp. Like you unzip like the back of the chair because a lot of those like Herman Miller type you can unzip because you can take it off to wash it. You throw like a few shrimp in there and just so you can on a Friday leave and by Monday you come back and you old shrimp. Not that I've ever done that, but I do have I do have understanding of how to pull that off. As well. 
I've not got a grin on your chinny chin chin. I've done a lot of pranks, but I'm not really going to share them because some of them people never figured out. So I don't want to put those out there. I'm giving you the ones oh. that everybody knows the outcome. Everybody. Oh, okay. No, actually, one of my questions, I'm not going to kid you, is what is a funny or embarrassing moment that no one knows about? Okay, so I'll share. I'll share one that no one knows about. Back to poop, but um, family knows. But like, if people hear this, it'll be much funnier. Okay. So, one of the big things that we did at St. John's School when we were kids, like first through eighth grade, was you had this big musical, and you have to go out and you sell tickets to the musical. You try to get sponsors. It's like a big deal for a private school. So it's a fun day for us because you know you go, you get dressed up like the cute girls and the guys, whatever. You're all trying to like think you're all cool and stuff. So I remember Christine Mello, Stephanie Ferragamo, like some of the like cuter girls. I was all like, you know, just got a new haircut, thinking I'm all cool. I'm singing in the back row and we're looking down at the parents. And after you, you sing, you go hang out in the classroom and you're, you could, you got like free time to be cool. It's almost like a high school dance, but for like eighth graders. Right. And I farted and I shit my pants, Chris. I literally was sitting on stage right in the back row and I farted. I'm like, I think I just shit my pants. Now, here's, oh. the, here's the problem with that. You're standing next to these girls like side by side. It starts smelling really, really quick. You're in the worst age of your life to do this. And you have to file back upstairs into a classroom and sit for like two hours and hang out before parents come. Oh, my God. So I literally gently jumped off the back of the stage. Gently. <laughs> I slid, I slid to shake it down your pet leg. I ran down to where the janitor's like office is, threw away my underwear, cleaned up real quick, and walked, ran back upstairs. Nobody even noticed I was gone. It was beautiful. I was just like, okay. But it was like, you, you want to talk about a nightmare? Imagine being in the eighth grade, you're trying to be all cool, and you crap your pants. Dude, I've never farted in my entire life, and it was a, a poo. But in eighth grade, on one of the worst moments that could ever happen, I'm like, that was definitely not a fart. That was the definition of shark right there. That was a shark. That was straight shark. So I actually defined shark right there. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I pooped my pants in the eighth grade play. And um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. And you're proud of that. I'm proud of that. What was that? What was that Glenn says slick, Scott? Yeah, his butt was slick. Well, I had two choices. I could either I could either walk upstairs and and literally sit in a classroom with like all these people. And there's no, I mean, like, there's no mistake in it. Like, as soon as I did, oh, yeah. I'm like, I could smell that right away. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta watch my diet. I think, Chris, because I'm gonna have a lot of poop problems working my diet. I got, I got stringy worms hanging out. I'm pooping my pants. I got ball rolls in the airports. Yeah, you know, Pamela Aubrey's joining us. She says, "Hey, beautiful soul." She goes, "Just got here in time for the poop story." Yeah, sometimes Absolutely. people poop their pants. Thank Pam. you, Pam, for being here. So, um, all right, so. I'm going to, I'm going to dovetail off of that one. Cause I, mm -hmm. I told myself, this is my goal that I have enough embarrassing stories that I will be able to dovetail off of anything you say. So this will be a shorter story, but, um, there was this one time I was in a very intimate relationship with a girl and we had gone home after the club, had a great night, woke up the next morning. My first reaction was what is in my fucking butt? Okay. Okay. That's. <laughs> Okay, well, at least you went home with a girl, right? Yeah, it was a girl. Okay, okay. It was okay. a girl. And I woke okay. up and I was like, I literally went to roll over and I'm like, what is in my butt? It's a really good question. What is in your we butt? We got Pamela person? saying, I've been in that same situation before too. I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on. I can't see what you're saying. She says, I think I, I can't see, but she says, I've been in the same position before. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, no, but seriously, what it was. This was up here, and I've kind of told part of the story before. When I quit smoking, I literally chewed gum for six months. Like, literally, I mean, not a joke. Like, I would eat cheeseburgers, and I would have my my big red. It was big red. I ate I, 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 big red and the other one. Uh, it was Wrigley's. Was uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon something or other. Both of those. I mean, I was Wrigley's. I would, I would chew gum all the fucking time. So, and especially when I drank because I would want to smoke. So, I was chewing gum. Went home, had a great time. Woke up in the morning, gum is out of my mouth. The gum wound up in my butt crack. It's quite an effort. Well, it fell out and apparently through around. motion and through everything else, it wound up right, not like in my butt hole, thank you very much, but it was my. It was enough to me go, 
what and i went to go pull it and then of course it was all stringy i'm like what the what did we do last night and am i am i gonna have a baby i'm not sure what's going on right now but yeah it was just and we laughed our asses off i think we started drinking right after that but it was back in my party days (laughs) michelle i love you michelle thank you for such a good time Thank you for putting things in Chris's butt intentionally. He fully appreciates. No, she didn't. She's like, "How the fuck did I get there?" And I'm like, "It rolled out of my mouth." <laughs> Even pants. Look at see. I mean, she knows it. She goes, "Is there anyone who hasn't pooped their pants?" There. They, no. Uh, I mean, everybody's maybe everybody's sharded. Everybody, every fucking person is sharded. If you haven't sharded, then oh, fucking Skippy for but, you. But, but honestly, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't believe in the shard. I would think you're lying. I'm like, you know, you, you know, if you're gonna poop, you know the difference between a fart and a, like you know when it's sometimes gonna be a fart. you don't. Sometimes well, you don't. Well, Chris, Chris, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Because I've had a few close calls, but I don't think I've ever like actually done enough to where you could see it. I've just been like, but that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I wouldn't I even go potty. I wouldn't believe that. Like when people say that they, they they didn't know if it was gonna be a fart or a poop, I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's bullshit. Well, that one time in history, I'm a believer. And hopefully, I would have bad pants. I, I might have. I, I forget that that's possible because don't. Well, forget, I was thinking this about was if you were wearing white pants because you like to wear probably. white pants. Probably. Yeah. This was the '80s, dude. This was Don Johnson. I probably did have white yeah, pants. You probably were wearing dittos. That I don't remember. There's a very <laughs> good chance I would have had like you know. Well, dittos were chick pants. No, they were called um whatever the not Steve Cavaricis, the ones before those, the ones you wore with the bum equipment sweatshirts. I forget what they were. The point is, I probably did have white pants. I wore Tuskins and Levi's. That's it. Well, Tuskins and Levi's were what we wore to school. But if I was trying to be cool, you wore the other ones. But you're right. Yeah. Tuskins were from Sears, and Levi's were if your mom sprang for those. But then I ripped them, so she stopped buying them to me. <laughs> buying them because I'd always rip them. Susan, she'll tell you she would buy mm. them for me. The same day, I would dive like headfirst in the schoolyard, like trying to tackle someone playing dodgeball, and be like, "I ripped my pants again." But were they so. tough skins? You had to get serious. Actually, somebody just posted like this this commercial, or they that on Facebook. I swear to God, there was like, "What what clothes did you wear as a kid?" Or something. Or name a name a piece of garment that you wore as a kid that would date you. And so I posted a tough skins commercial, and so many people were commenting like, "Oh, I'm wearing tough skins, serious tough skins." I was like, "Oh yeah, you can do the splits." I'm like, what kid needs to do the splits with tough skins? The corduroy but, tough skins were fantastic. Oh, the but the thing was, I was a lady killer in that. The tough skins. I had, I had navy was. corduroys and and I had white corduroys with my Vans and my tan. I was seven years old, looking studly. They were cool, dude. I agree. I agree. And they held up. Like you could you could skin your knee and you rip the pant without hurting your knee that bad. But yeah. then you have a hole in your pant. So yeah. I know Jackson's having that now. And he's coming home from school with holes in his pants. I'm like, wife's like, what the hell? I'm like, he looks cool. He's punk rock. Fuck it. I get it. I'm I get it. A black no. Eye. no, I'm just kidding. Dude, we've already been talking. I was like looking down at the time, going, like, okay, I need another drink, but it's like already 5:48. Holy shit. Um, so let's see what's going on here in the comment section. Uh, we got Pam in the house and, uh, Robert says, I am laughing so hard. I have begun coughing. Good. Good. All right. So this is a public service announcement for, for Robert. Um, you might want to get your lungs checked out. That's awesome. He's all right. Laughing is awesome. We got to laugh. You got to laugh. You got to laugh. Susan says, I have to admit, I never knew that one. That I crap my pants, mom. And then I did. Yeah. so what's up mom yeah. thank you so much for being here mom it's 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 not the one you come home and go hey mom guess what i crap my pants at the play tonight you don't usually do that because then you would say it to somebody else so you're never going to know that till i'm 50. There you go. <laughs> says i have been a nurse i have changed a lot of poopy pants sweet well g- gosh darn pam there's some things to live about there you go she's got it going got oh it going. no robert says another coffee fit oh Another coffee fit. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, Andrea says, I agree with you. Definitely. Yeah, you know. definitely know. Like, you know, if you're farting or pooping, like, oh, you know, but but oh. this one time I didn't. Chris uh, Linda says, uh, Cordy, I have a bad story about that. Does oh. that say Cordy? Cordy? Oh, my glasses on. Cordy. Oh, come here, little bitch. Come here. Oh, you want to go outside? Here, Scott, tell a funny story. I'm going to go let the cat outside. There you go. Go ahead. Um, the I'll tell you one. Yeah. Tell me a story. So I decided um, when I was in, uh, in uh, uh, undergraduate, I was going to go to Mexico for a semester um, like last year. And so I was going to go study in Mexico. And when I first flew down there, I wanted to um, speak as much Spanish as I could, but I'd only learned textbook Spanish. So 
because of that, you know, you never really speak Spanish in high school Spanish class. You know, you say like those little sayings or whatever. So you're not really sure how to say things. You just say it, you know, based on the way you studied it. And it's never proper contextual Spanish. So speaking it versus writing it versus what you study in school never seems to translate right. So I get down to Mexico and I'm supposed to move into the place I'm moving into. And before I really know anybody, I go to the corner store and I'm like, I, because I'm somebody who eats a lot, by the way, too. So I'm, I go to the corner store to make well, sure. Well, you're I'm tall as fuck. I'm a very tall. People have human seen being. the picture of us. <laughs> People have seen the picture of us. You're t- you're like a. I'm fucking six I'm one. Usually, I'm the tallest guy in the fucking group. I was nah, like, Daddy, it's I'm nice tall. to meet you. I'm tall. No, you're a beautiful person. So I get to the uh, the grocery store and I'm trying to figure out like what are good like late night snacks. So the first thing I decide is I'm like, you know, tiene cerveza. So I'm like, do you have any beer? I'm like, all right, I'll need some bread, I'll need some cheese, I'll need some eggs, I'll need like frijoles, um, maybe I'll get some tortillas, you know, jalapenos, so I can make, um, you know, just some little snacks at night. So I'm like, tienes pan, tienes uh, cerveza, tienes frijoles, tienes huevos. And what I realized really quickly was, as I'm asking for these things, I'm, a- I'm saying, do you have? Now, in the U.S., of course, you'd say, do you have bread? Do you have, you know, beer here? Well, how you say it there is I. So it's H-A-Y, which means are there, does this product live here? Does this, is this product here? So when I said Tienes Huevos, there were two guys from Mexico. And you got to understand, like, the machismo Mexican personality. Guys don't like to be challenged in Latino countries. So you've got no, this no, 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 American no. guy. Like a bull. Yeah, you've got this American guy down there. It's nighttime now. It's dark. I'm in a corner store in Mexico, and essentially, when you say tienes huevos, I just said, "Do you have a set of balls?" Because <laughs> eggs huevos means yep. is translated like slang. When you say like, I would literally say, "All right, bro, you got nuts. Let's do this." So I was literally challenging two guys to a fight in a grocery store, but they're both looking at me, going, "Like this is the faces. They're going back and forth, going like, really, this fucker wants to challenge." And then, and then they just laugh and they're like, "Tienes huevos." I huevos. I'm like huevos, and then they point to them and they're laughing. So I became their buddy. I was known as Gringo Loco, which means Gringo you know, crazy, Loco, crazy American, because I had no clue. I mean, it's nighttime. They're about to close the place, and I'm challenging them to a fight, essentially. And I'm just trying to get some late night snacks. But my point being is, communication is so crucial. Don't ever go to a foreign country and ask somebody if they got a set of balls, because it 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 could have gone a lot worse, much worse. So. That's my Mexican story. <laughs> hey, bro, you got a set of balls? Holy shit. That is funny. <clears throat> that is funny. Um, nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody died, including me, which is good. Because I didn't feel yeah. like getting shot for being stupid by accident. Yeah, I'm imagining you've had a few situations close calls. like that, right? Damn close calls. That was, Damn that close was calls? again, I told you most of them were X-rated and much funnier. I'm giving the ones I can say here and I am willing to say, but there's plenty funny. I promise much. Well, holy shit, dude, we've been talking for 53 minutes and 54 seconds and sharing some awesome stories. I'm going to share one more and then we can close it out. Um, because I just actually looked at, it, I'm like, you know what? It's actually a funny story. And this is an appropriate story. I want it. I want it. Yes. So uh, back in the corporate days when I was director of operations, uh, of course, having to go through employee protocol, what's, you know, what's, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, blah, 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 blah. You know, but I was always known as the cool boss, the kind of guy that was just like down to earth, whatever. And so we had hired this temp in the warehouse. So I managed the warehouse. And I walk out one day and this guy was like a freaky fucker. He was like, he came walking in just like the fucking matrix back, back in the day, like totally like Straight thought he was in the matrix. And, um, I joked around with my staff. So I had a great relationship with my staff and he thought like within the first couple of days, he was going to fuck with me, like mess with me. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of this group. Cause I want to be a part of this guy's tribe. Right. And so I walk out there and he says, oh, that's right. Cause I almost forgot it. I was trying to remember the story when you were talking about something. He says, oh, look who came out of his ivory castle to come here and grace us with his presence. It is our boss, Christopher Rausch. And he was wearing his little fucking matrix dress or whatever. And I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but my staff was all around. My staff was sitting there watching me. They're like, what's Chris going to do? How's Chris? How's Chris going to fucking handle this guy? This heckler, right? 
and I've got stories about me heckling comedians. That's another story. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, you do those split second thoughts, right? Like I can go totally professional right now and go, I don't understand what you're talking about. Or I can go totally Chris. I went totally Chris. I didn't even fucking think about my job. And I was said, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll be honest, but I pretty much went, oh, so the little sissy, prissy little guy in his freaking thing wants to come up and start busting on the boss and try to show what he's made of. And I kept walking closer and said, you think you want something of me? You think you want something of me? You want to come after me? Come on, man. Bring it. Let's go. Let's go. You want to come after me? You think you're so fucking powerful? You come after me? Let's go. I swear to God, dude. He says in the, in the nicest voice, are you serious? And everybody fucking started laughing like every day, all day long. We heard, are you serious? This guy got his, she got fucking handed his ass. And I was like, fortunately, we weren't in the society we're in today where I would have probably totally lost probably my job. Most probably been fucking sued. Yeah. Probably would have been like everything. And I walked up to him. I go, dude, bro. And I gave him a hug. I was like, you're a part of the team, man. You stand up to me. We're cool. He's like, Fuck, dude, you scared the shit out of me. Everybody's <laughs> laughing like, Chris, you got him. You got it. You got him. As I went intense on the guy, I went intense. And he was just like, oh, Are you serious? And I'm like, Dude, bro, fuck, you're cool, dude. Don't, don't, don't sweat it. Don't, don't. What is that? Just was Scott here? No. Scott Boop. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, final closing thoughts, Scott. Let's 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 take the humor, let's take the seriousness, let's take everything that we talked about tonight, and let's send people off in a positive way here this Friday night. What can we suggest to people to do to experience an amazing weekend? Yeah, so here's the reality. The reality is the world and the energy of the world right now has been exponentially different than what we're used to. Um, I feel like, of course, as we get older, more people are passing, more people are sick. There's more issues because we're older, you know, things happen, but I've noticed, and I can look at this, not just anecdotally, but in reality, if I teach 36 students in a class, usually one or two of them have a significant issue. And I've told you this, Chris, so they yeah. might have a parent that passed or um, got evicted from a home, something. Big time. 50, 50% of those students, I'm getting about 18 out of 36 are having a serious issue. So I use that as kind of my radar of the society, the collective society. So out of 72 kids, I've got 36 with serious issues. And I'm seeing the same thing with the teachers. I'm seeing the same thing with family. I'm seeing the same thing with friends where everywhere you turn, you're like, I just need a mental break. So if we know the world is not going to spoon feed us mental breaks, we've got to get out there and we've got to figure out how do we make the choice to manage and deal with the situations that are in front of us. So that's a choice, you know, do I, and, and here's my big suggestion. If we think that this world is only this world, if we think this world is only this earthly existence, all these things as they happen will destroy us. It's a reality. So, you know, someone passes, another person passes, our friend is sick, uh, we lose the job. This world can crush us in a hurry. Yep. But what's happening right now is the opportunity to recognize the fact that we're spirits in this material world, we're divine. So your chance, your opportunity, your choice to recognize the divine right now is in front of you. And in recognition of that divine, you can realize this, lots of shit's gonna happen. There's gonna be good moments and bad moments. Poop's gonna roll right up to your foot in the bathroom stall at an airport. And I'm just making that as a joke, but seriously, that stuff happens. That guy, that was real for him. Shit happens. But all jokes aside, the minute you recognize your divinity, if somebody passes, like our good friend Jeff Ryder passed, or you know, we've got people who are sick, or we've got um, 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 Sally, you know, Sally Anderson's husband, Rajas passed. If if somebody passes, we can sit here and hold on to everything that was here, or we can realize all the beautiful things that they gave us. Were they somebody who was honest? Were they somebody who was a good communicator? Were they somebody who was caring, compassionate? We can become those things in our divinity. So whether it's easy or not for you, the quicker you recognize your divinity, the quicker this world is going to become a more beautiful place in the heaven that you've always wanted. And I'm going to give you a really simple analogy to visualize. 
right now, you have a beautiful gold city that's really you. You are this beautiful city of gold, eternal brilliance, and you're covered with ash. Ash is the human. So we're looking at this ash and our whole life, somebody says, what are you? You say, I'm just ash. That's all I am. That's it. But the simple truth is the second you take a scoop off, you recognize a little of that gold and you go, ah, there's a little bit of brilliance. Take another scoop. Ah, there's a little bit of brilliance. So I challenge you to start removing the ash, realize your divinity, AKA that gold city, because whether you remove the ash or not, you are that gold city. You are that brilliance. And if you leave it indefinitely, you'll die from this planet saying I was just a bunch of ash. And that's not the truth. So that's what I got for you. Let's just sit in that for a moment. We often don't take moments, but that was beautiful, Scott. Thanks, Chris. I get serious now and then. Yeah, we all do. We all do. That's beautiful. We got we have to take and digest the things that we take in and we receive that we allow to receive, but a lot of times we don't allow to receive because we're like, Oh, I'm not deserving of that. But what you said is so beautiful, right? It's, it's all about those moments. And, um, yeah, Glenda says here for those of you guys who are listening, Glenda says, how true Scott. Absolutely. And this is something Patricia, you weren't here at the beginning of the show, but again, Patricia is saying here, Ken walls needs our prayers right now. He's in the hospital. We that so him, yeah. again, our love and our concern goes out to Ken, his family. They've been struggling with COVID for the last 10 days. Um, so we send him love and light. I've been in contact with Ken every single day on text message, actual text message. I have his text number. I never used it before, but once I found out about this, I've been sending in messages with uh, kittens and we've been having great conversations. And of course, we're sending love and light to the Walls family. Um, and that's important. That's important really to say, Scott, you know what you said. And wow, Andrea says fun. here, she says, well said, Scott. And uh, Pam says, uh, which is contemplating that right before uh, I hopped on. Absolutely. We all have an opportunity right now. And in every single fucking moment, that key word, the moment, you know, it's something, Scott, you know, and I, we have, we've had conversations on this and I say it until I'm blue in the fucking face. I don't care how many times I swear this moment. This amazing moment right now, we have technology. You're in Austin, Texas. I'm in Southern California. We have all these beautiful people from all over the world. We're able to connect. We're able to connect. We connect every single Friday night because we want to always bring you guys the hope and the inspiration, the motivation, the education, the perspective shifting shit that can get you to change your life. Because we're in a dynamic situation right now in the world, a dynamic situation. I'm not going to say a dire situation or anything else. I'm going to say a dynamic situation because we can all pull from our resources and become dynamic individuals. We can all pull from our resources and become part of the solution and not part of the problem. We can all choose to find love for people who we disagree with and make sure that they're taken care of because disagreements are going to happen. We're going to have differences of opinions. Of course, people are going to disagree with Joe Biden. People are going to disagree with Donald Trump. People are going to disagree with the vaccine. People are going to disagree with the mask. At the end of the fucking day, we're all souls having a human experience. And what we can do, what we can do, what we have the capacity to do is send love. Not hate, not fear, not you're wrong, I'm right. We can send love. Because I know that I have differing opinions. And you and I, Scott, have talked about this ad nauseum that we all have different opinions from the people that even come to our show. And that's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's what makes this world go round to be able to have dynamic conversations to say, listen, so back in the old days for you guys who are younger, we used to sit around the, the table and talk about politics. We talked about, we would have arguments and say, Oh, I can see your, maybe I, we don't do that anymore. We go into silos. We go in, Oh, who's going to agree with me? See, I'm right. And you're wrong. We have to stop that shit right now, ladies and gentlemen. We have to stop the right versus wrong. We have to start looking at each other in the capacity that we're souls. And we're all more similar than we are different. No matter what we believe in, no matter who we follow, no matter who we vote for, no matter, no matter, no matter. The beauty is in these moments. If you're wasting these moments pontificating and, and, and trying to control a situation you can't control, you're wasting beautiful life resources in what you could be doing to connecting with the people in your life because it happens. People are gone. You think you're going to get to talk to somebody tomorrow? You're not. You're not. 
So please take the humor, take the take the vulnerability, take everything from this show and apply it to your life to be able to say, listen, from this point forward, I choose, I'm gonna make a promise to myself that I'm going to live in every single fucking moment, whether it's good or bad, because if it's bad, it's constructive. And if it's constructive, then it's growth. And then I'm gonna become a better person for it, no matter how shitty it is. But if you choose to be a victim, if you choose to wallow in your self-pity, oh, poor me, the fucking government's not sending me a check. Everybody's not, get resourceful, do something, do something, but please don't bitch about something and not be the change that you want to see. We love you guys. This is, you guys are our unfiltered family. You guys are our unfiltered crew. We appreciate you being here every single week, Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Put it in your calendar. We'd love to have you. We're going to have great guests. We're going to have great more conversations. Scott and I are going to do more shit like this and just have a good time and be able to impart upon you guys that the moment you get real with yourself, and you realize it's okay to have embarrassing moments and, and weird things and mistakes and all that other shit that we think that fucking is negative. It's all part of the growth process. It's all part of the growth process. Go live your life. Don't exist in it. Don't play the someday game. We love each and every one of you. And uh, we will be definitely commenting on the comments here, but go have an amazing Friday night. Go have an amazing weekend. Make amazing moments with amazing memories. Don't focus on the shit you can't control. Chris, I, I never do this, but I'm gonna do this one time. Do this I one time. Say, I wanna say one thing to finish because I'm listening to all this and I'm, I'm visualizing what's going on in people's heads as they're processing. And I wanna give you guys a really simple tip and it's something that I've been doing. And so there's people I adamantly disagree with and I struggle from connecting from here to here. But I will say that if there was somebody struggling, you can guarantee they got a text and a message from me today saying, I hope you get well and I, and I care about you because that's who I am at heart. And here's how I do it. And I'm gonna share this tip with you. When I'm telling you guys to scoop off the ash to find your brilliance, your brilliant city underneath, that brilliance, that gold city is the divine. That's the same gold city that lives in all of us. It's in, it's the same city in every one of us. So if you look at somebody that you hate, even the most evil person you've ever met, it's the same city. The only difference is they couldn't see through their ash. So here's what I want you to do. Visualize this. When I'm speaking to Chris from here to here, it's one-way communication. But there's an advanced way to speak, and I'm going to start challenging you guys to speak this way. If I speak through that gold city, through the divine, I'm literally speaking to myself, to my truth to my source, to my creator. So when I speak to Chris and we're sitting back and he was joking and we were teasing each other, but we're being serious. He's like, what's the meditation voice versus the sexy voice? And I'm saying, I dial in divinity. When you start speaking or you want to connect to somebody that you disagree with, don't talk here to here, speak from your heart through that divinity, which is actually inside of you and speak through that as the conduit and speak through that to the other person because that lives in both of you. So in other words, when I talk to Chris and he pisses me off because he said something different, and I'm really mad at him. I don't say, Chris, you make no sense to me. I say, I see the divinity in you. I hope you get better because you like me, we're one. And that's what I want to end with because we have the capacity to do it. I'm not perfect at it yet. I'm embracing the moments. I'm making sure that I'm in love with humanity and I'm doing my best but we all have the capacity to do it. So let's raise our vibration together and start connecting through the heart and less through here. Love you guys. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.